we'll just roll into it. Yeah. Um, cool. Let's Ready? Keep, keep rolling. Rolling, rolling, rolling. Yeah. <laughs> you know what song pops into my head by Limp Biscuit all the time? <laughs> that's that's uh, like all the time, like when I'm in the shower specifically or like mm-hmm. sometimes right after I shower and get yeah. ready in the morning. But the song that they did uh, for the Mission Impossible <laughs> 3 soundtrack, I, I didn't say, even know that was a thing. It's like, you know, it's kind of got the riff like, but West Borland style. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But there's, there's this one part I'm trying to think. Ah, uh, you don't remember that song though? Like the chorus is like, and now I know why you want to hate me. Cause oh. hate is all the world has even seen lately. Oh. I guess I didn't like, obviously that is the mission impossible theme, but I didn't, yeah, I don't they know. Ca- it's kind of cool. Like when Never I think, like when I'm together. singing it, I'm always like, they kind of like it's not the best song, but it's yeah. kind of cool how they like turned it into a limp biscuit. Yeah. Song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but there's, a, I can see uh, how that would work. Yeah. Uh, th- oh yeah, there's one part where he's like, "Shut the fuck up!" <laughs> of well, course, we fu- you have well, to we get that in there. This track up, I, yep. I th- yeah, I forget what it is, but back the fuck up. Yeah, shut the fuck up. You got to throw one of those in there. Yeah. Gotta flip the Limp Yankees Biscuit hat song. around, and I had I had a red Yankees hat growing up. That's how much I liked Limp Biscuit. <laughs> so cringe, man. So cringy. <laughs> yeah, I definitely had one of my buddies uh, buy a Limp Biscuit CD from the mall, from like whatever, like a Sam Goodies or some shit, because like he looked older than I did. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Pursuing Pixels. My name's Kevin Portelli, and I'm here tonight with Randall Nolary. Oh, hey. Hi, everybody. Look who's back. Hi. Look who's back. <laughs> it's me. Um, yeah, what's been new with you, Randall? Oh, I am, I'm officially finished with the school aspect of things, the thing I needed to Heck take yeah. the, the absence for primarily. So uh, that, is, that has been accomplished, and uh, yeah, I'm feeling, feeling good. Feeling that's great awesome, man. To be yeah, back. Congratulations. I know I said this earlier, but congratulations again, man. That's got to, it's Thanks, such man. a load off to like, like yeah. we were talking about earlier too, like that feeling of like when you're done with school and stuff and like feeling like what, a, like you're hanging out or you're just relaxing and like, you're feeling like, shouldn't I be doing something? Yeah. Like there's some homework or, you know, it's, it's just weird to feel like other than your life obligations, like you don't have and work, you don't, which is work and life hand in hand, I guess. Yes. But like, you don't, have anything else to deal with i know which is pretty nice not that life isn't hard enough but funneling that energy that like (laughs) uncomfortable energy of like obligation into household chores and and other things that i can do to like stay productive on that level just because i don't know how to downshift yet i'm just not used to it i've been stuck in this mode for so long so (laughs) wouldn't recommend doing the whole school while working thing but uh that's how that's how it worked for me so it's tough. I, I not to sidetrack it, but did you feel like it was easier like during COVID to kind of focus on it or was it more difficult? Um, not at first. No, I would say it was more difficult. <laughs> so like the whole world yeah. collapsing is why the hell do I care about school more? Than and not to mention that your job actually like got more intense it during did. COVID. So, um, but no, after a while, then it was, then it was like, okay, well, you know, everyone's you know, we're all quarantining, we're all inside. So, you know, this is the perfect time to focus on, uh, 
and a learning environment that was already all online in the first place, you know, it let me lean into that and kick this thing out of here completely. So yeah, it ended up working out well where, you know, I don't have to feel like I'm missing out on anything, you know, experience. Right. Right. <laughs> so that's a good just, point too. Yeah. Cause that's like, this. that's, that's a good point. Yeah. Cause like while you're trying to finish up school, it's like life is just going on without totally. you. And like in this case, it's like, Oh no, everything's on hold. Like I've been doing my healthcare like trying to do all this physical therapy and stuff. And it's been obviously COVID has sucked, but like in a way it's been a blessing in the sense that I've been able to focus on my healthcare for the last year and a half or so. Absolutely. So it gives that breathing room to like slow down just a little bit and, and focus on those other things that we often just kind of put to the side with the, the things that are too easy to put on the back burner. Um, yeah, exactly. Bring them to the forefront and like really face them head on. Yeah. And sometimes you put them on the back burner, not even like by choice. It's just like life gets in the way and all of a sudden, like you got too much to do with the kids or with the kid. And it's like, oh man, I I can't do school right now. And then next thing you know, it's a couple years later and like, let me chip away at this a little more. It's like, it's, it's impossible. It's like, it's almost like it's the, it's a never ending cycle, but that's the way it felt. Yeah. But not anymore, man. I'm so, so pumped that you're done. Yep. Um, And yeah, like, uh, you know, Randall mentioned a while back that he'd be popping in. You know, I know you won't be here every single week, but we'll definitely be uh, hopefully getting a little more Randall action on the podcast. Yeah. Um, And uh, speaking of where we're all we're both a little rusty here is like it's been (laughs) we bulked up. I went back home. uh, a couple of weeks ago for my brother's wedding. Yeah. And, uh, actually, uh, yeah, thanks. It was, it was a ton of fun being back home, seeing family mm-hmm. relatively, you know, medium, small wedding, but it was good, you know, seeing a bunch of friends and family Totally, and, uh, really good hanging out with, uh, I always like, I'm sure I've mentioned my cousin on the podcast before my cousin, Brandon, who's like, he's the one that got me into music, got me into pretty much every, he was six, five, six years older than me. And like, nice. got me into everything that I like just was a huge influence on me growing up. And like, I always love, he's got a couple kids now nice. and like, they love video games, particularly his son drew is like, as soon as I come over, he's like video games. Are we playing video games? He's like setting up the switch, hooking up the controllers. I'm like, all right, all right, we'll play some. And, uh, is he the one with, that you uh, played Kirby with before? Yes. Nice. Yes. So when we, yeah, right at the start of quarantine, we nice. were like playing some online and stuff and we haven't done that in a while. So I, yeah, he was itching to play and I was kind of excited. Like a lot of times, like, you know, when you're playing games with kids, you're kind of just like, whatever they want to play, Yep. you play, you know, and I, usually we play Mario Kart whenever we would sync up of course. Uh, online and that's a go-to and it's of not course. a bad game, but it's, I've played enough Mario Kart. I've, <laughs> I've had my fill. Um, I'm happy to play it, but they were, they, he wanted to play actually because the Olympics were going on. I mm-hmm. know when this episode comes out it's probably a few months past or uh, maybe not a few months but a little bit past when the olympics were happening live yeah but uh you know they were at the time that i was home for the wedding and uh you know he was like hey i got mario and sonic at the olympic games let's check it out and it's pretty pretty dang fun number one there's like this whole retro mode that's like i forget what year they have it i don't it's not the first year of the olympics but it's it's some random like 19 maybe it's like a video game related year yeah but like there's all these retro like it's very similar to like that nes like track and field game like where it's just like 8-bit sprites of sonic and dr eggman and all the characters and it's just like break out the track pads I wonder I wonder if they would work if there's some kind of a de- USB adapters yeah. or something, because it really is like just button mashing on these particular games. We didn't play a ton of those, but yeah. 
we were just like, oh, let's let's try. My cousin was like, you got to check this out. Yeah. Because um, we yeah, we used to play track and field with the track. Pad oh, yeah. Or the, the running I, I pad did, all too, the time. although I think the one that I tried to use was like broken by the time I tried to play with it. Like this one, my cousin took good care of his, yeah. but we would always try to like game it, you know, like on your knees, like slapping sure. it with your hands yeah. and then like letting go for the jump for the long jump and mm-hmm. like hitting it the last second like i don't know it just it definitely took me back playing those but then even playing like a bunch of the other games that are like they got rugby in there they got soccer oh. they got basketball and like you know soccer it did make me just think like oh, i wish there was just oh. super mario strikers oh. especially oh, after oh randall we haven't even uh, you haven't been around to talk about mario golf did you buy mario golf i didn't and i i thankfully listened don't. to the podcast episode where you talked about it a little bit but i did want to riff with you a little bit about that yeah. too, because that's so disappointing to hear that they totally changed up the mechanics of mario it's, golf it's so bad i've tried so they've even updated it since so like yeah. i've so since you've listened to me rant yeah. with John about how I hated it, I also made <laughs> Dev Dwarf listen to me, um, which that episode isn't out at the time we're recording this, but Dev Dwarf had to listen to me um, rant about Mario Golf. Yeah. And now they've updated while I was back home. There was mm-hmm. a new update. They added Toadette and they added New Donk City. Oh, cool. New course already. So I was like, oh, awesome. There's a yeah. new course already. And they did add a ranked mode. So at least there's okay. now like an online ranked mode. Yeah. But I would care if the game was fun. The game right. is just so bad. And New Donk City, Man. it just emphasizes how bad the game is. Oh, like no. it's at, it's a par three course. All every hole's a par three. There's every no fairway. Every hole's a par three. And they've Weird. done it in previous games. That was actually one of my favorite modes in the. I'm pretty sure it was the GameCube version. It might have been the N64, but I'm uh-huh. no. It was the it was the GameCube Toad, Toad School, School Tour. Tour. Yeah. With uh, there was like a Donkey Kong course. It was only nine holes, and it was a par three. Yeah. But I used to be able to like hole in one every hole. Like that was like the goal on that. Like you, I don't even know if you got to putt on that course. Like you had to just <laughs> get hole in ones or or not. Jeez. Um, and it would give you points maybe for like being on the green or whatever. But like yeah. Yeah, I just the mechanics still suck. They haven't added in like the ability to play old school style. And Weird. it's not about it not being the same. It really I really think all the choices they made are like to accommodate this uh speed golf mode. Yes. Yeah. And, I and think when you said like, that, that's exactly right. That they just streamlined it specifically for this new mode to differentiate it from previous entries. Which is such a bummer because like the new aspects, even though I'm not always up for playing that intense version of tennis yeah, uh, that Mario Tennis Aces had on offer, like when I am, like I really like I was looking at Mario Golf and I think I said this before on the podcast too, but like I was looking at it as like, oh, they're just giving Mario Golf the Mario Tennis Aces treatment. Yeah. And I'm super pumped for that because yeah. I loved I know the story mode in, in Aces was terrible, but like but I was there was just – I wasn't there for that. Yeah, I was there exactly. for just playing tennis. The core that's game it, playing online of Mario Tennis Aces is quite good. And, yeah, and, yeah, and, and on top of that – real good. And on top of that, you can turn all that stuff off and yeah. play it old school style. Yep. So like that, it's like I really thought golf was going to offer that same experience. And it is just so for me. I mean, I know a lot of people seem to be loving it, but 
Uh, it is a complete bust. Like Man. I, I, I hate it. I will go as far as to say I hate this game. And that's a major, major disappointment considering how into Mario sports games we are, as we've just discussed. Like, yeah, I mean, I really thought this was going to be like maybe my favorite Switch game. Like, I'm right. not kidding. I was like, or not, maybe not favorite, but I thought it was going to be like my go-to game. Played. Yeah, like yeah, I, I, I still boot it up all the time. I'm like, maybe, and I don't even get through. I get to like hole seven and I quit the game. Game usually i'm like I, i'm like i just can't man i, I want to like it and i just can't as uh it's so terrible but uh, but back to mario and sonic at the olympics <laughs> so this is the this you're talking about the mario and sonic at the olympics that's the the new one the tokyo the new one it was olympics. it was the 2020 so yeah. i guess it's i think it's probably a year ish you know year and a half old at this point yeah um because i think it did come out at the time that it was spo- that the olympics were supposed to happen Sounds before right. covid happened yeah um, but yeah, there's like, I don't know, there's like a good, I want to say there's like 18 to 24 like regular events. Mm-hmm. And then there's like six or eight like kind of fantasy events Jeez. that are kind of longer, like more, they're more like video gamey events, yeah. you know? Um, but I, lot, we had though. a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. We had a lot of fun playing those and like, you know, it's, it's got some kind of annoying con- different control schemes with motion controls and sure. You know that, but that's the standard fare for like a party game. Yeah, the the vibe I'm getting is like a party game, kind of of the like a Mario Party type of like expanded mini game type of idea. That way, like that's that's kind of what it sounds like. This is just with an Olympics theme, and then you have both the Mario characters and the Sonic characters, which is fun. Yeah. And it, it, it is exactly that. But it, I did play one of the it was either on Wii or Wii U, but I played one of the previous Mario and mm-hmm. Sonic at the Olympic Games with them, uh, with my cousin yeah. son, like a long I time ago. I think they sell pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember thinking like, oh, this is kind of cool. And this this definitely seemed like an upgrade from the previous okay. one to me, especially like with those retro games added yeah. in retro kind of takes on things. And it just seemed like they, they really kind of upped the level of like we want to really present this as like a cool fun thing and and maybe i was getting like kind of sucked into the like oh i'm playing with you know younger kids and like just getting lost in like how much fun fun. they were having yeah but like i was sucked into it it was it was really fun and all the different game modes were were pretty cool and then on top of that we ended up playing this other game i I went over there i stayed stayed home longer than i usually do and i went over there a second time Mm -hmm. and we played uh this disney sum sum or sum sum game okay which is uh t-s-u-m twice is how you spell that okay um and they're like these little figurines that are like think like uh like funko pop figures but like jelly bean size figurines like i think you get them in like little you know like those little like surprise like almost like you know, you collect them like trading cards. Yeah. Kind of. Um, but they're like those surprise packages. Maybe you can buy them and whatever, but they, I don't, I already think they've discontinued making these things, but they're really <laughs> popular in Japan. Okay. Um, but the, yeah, like they have, you know, they got all the characters from the Disney movies basically. Yeah. Um, so I was playing as Mike Wazowski, um, in jelly bean <laughs> form. Sure. And this game also kind of had some like Olympic game, like there was like a curling mode oh. uh, or a curling game. And it's kind of, it's, again, it's like Mario Party without the board game aspect. And you're just like picking the mini games, but a little That's more fun. depth to all the mini games. And like they were really fun. Like th- this particular game, like this, uh, again, we played this the second time I went over there. And like I was a little bummed when I had to leave and they said it was bedtime. I was like, hey, I'm, I, can, <laughs> I can keep playing this. Like uh, my cousin Drew kept picking, uh, 
the curling and everyone was like, Drew, come on. <laughs> like, we don't want to play curling again. Um, but but curling. I was having a blast, whatever. You know, I just go with the flow when I'm when I'm playing with the kids. Oh, yeah. But it, it was a blast. Like, I, again, it's probably not something I would run out and buy. I don't know if it was like a full $60 retail game. I think it was probably like a 40-ish, mm-hmm. I would guess. At least that's what I would that's what I would pay for it, you know, mm-hmm. 30 or 40 bucks. But it's, it's pretty fun. Like if I had kids and especially if I had kids that were into Disney, right? Like they have tons. I mean, you're talking like you're getting like the, the worm and the mouse from Dumbo. Like you're, you're getting pretty obscure Disney characters. Jeez. Like not all, the worm, all in it's, like it's the little mouse. Well, like you're, you're not actually getting the figurine, but okay. they're like, they're just in video game form. They're just like the figurines. Yeah. Um, and that's like kind of what you're playing as, or at least what's representing your character. But again, I, I know I only mentioned curling, but there's like probably another, again, like 10, 12 different game modes. There's some like racing kind of Mario Kart esque races that are, cool. it's just, yeah, it was a ton of fun to like easy to play. Like I was playing, my cousin drew is six years old. Yeah. Um, and the other two cousins that we were playing with my cousin Blake is only two. So his, his father was kind of mostly taking control, <laughs> Sure. but yeah. like his, uh, his other cousin, my other younger cousin, they're all my second cousins. They're my cousin's kids. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm kind of like uncle Kevin, you know, totally That's, like I'm old enough to yep. be like their uncle. The age so, difference makes that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like the cool uncle that yep. plays games. Like, you know, again, they think of me, well, cool you know in in quotes but they uh they you know they're always like oh like kevin's in we gotta play video games oh, like, yeah. they know they know i'm the video game that's guy, fun so it's it's a blast and yeah. I, I really had a lot of fun playing that like again like these games that like d- definitely on like in the wii era were totally shovelware games and mm. and maybe this one is too but I, I really found this game to be a lot of fun. Like, I, I'm not going to say go run out and buy it, but yeah. if you can find it in like a bargain bin or used for 15 or 20 bucks and you got kids that right. like Disney, I think this is a game that is a no brainer. Like, I, I really would like I'm looking forward to playing it again when I go home. That's so sweet. So and a lot of those a lot of games out there are not accessible to like younger kids like that. So, you know, right. Just nice and, to have those for, options. And for what it's worth, it's like, just like you said with Mario Party, like it really is like extended mini games almost. And it like has the screen that explains how you hold the controller and this and that. And, but like my six year old cousin drew was like, he'd pick the game and then he'd turn around and explain to all of us, okay, you got to hold the controller this way and you got to do, you know, so it's really cool. Like it's, it is, it does a great job of it, you know, explaining it to, to a younger group of kids of like, this is how you play this game. And there is, it's got that kind of like WarioWare smooth moves on the Wii. Like not every mini game, you're holding it different. Sometimes you're using gyro controls. Sometimes you're holding it sideways. Which I love that stuff. I do. Yeah, I love that stuff on smooth moves, and I'm so glad that they're making another WarioWare game. Oh, Not to I can't off wait. That too, but I can't. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. I don't even. Even after I got burned with uh, Mario Golf, I'm yeah. gonna take a chance. WarioWare. I'm yeah. even though I'm skeptical. I feel like WarioWare could be a safer bet. That yeah. way. I don't know. Yeah, but I thought Mario Golf was a surefire. Yeah. I thought I, uh, it had been up until this point. Yeah. Yeah. What about, I know Fiona's getting up to the age of maybe playing some video games, yeah. maybe? Yeah, I did stick, uh, well, we've been camping just recently, and uh, a game I've been playing in the background that I'm not going to talk about this episode um, is Metroid Fusion, but uh, yes. that you was the wait reason. for John, yeah. <laughs> Waiting for John. Uh, that's one of his fa- one of his favorite games ever. So yeah, and if if Metroid, Castlevania, or any combination of the two <laughs> comes up, yeah, yeah, John's got to be here. It's mandatory. Yes. Yeah. Um, 
But I, that was the reason I brought my Game Boy Advance with me uh, camping, which is fun just to have an excuse to break a Game Boy Advance SP back out. I was going to say, which version are you taking out? You had to have the backlit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've got the AGS 101 or whatever that, that's got the better backlit model. Yeah. Nice. Course, nice. Naturally. But uh, yeah, I broke that out and, you know, Fiona noticed it while she was up and that I was like that I had it out. And she's like, can I can I see that? And like, yeah, sure. And I, you know, Metroid was a little bit too advanced, but like I gave her uh, I also brought um, um, uh, Legend of Zelda Minish Cap. Nice, nice. And, you know, again, that's a little too advanced for her, too, but it's a a very colorful game, you know, so I could just pop that in and start that up so that she could get used to moving a character around with the d-pad and like pressing the buttons to see what happens because she's yeah she's still only two but yeah she liked yeah. that she did that for a little bit <laughs> yeah even the fact that she was like hey what's up what's yeah. up with that what's what are this? you doing over there dad da- like let me let doing? me see yeah yeah that's cool she's yeah. got it in got it in her dna I'm oh sure. i yeah i i plan on on making a soft push at some point i won't i oh, won't yeah. force her to like video games but i'm definitely going to present it to her in a in a way that well, hopefully I think she'll the, like some of them. So well, yeah. The thing is, I think anybody could like video games. Truly, yes. like I think my mom and dad could get into video Absolutely. games if they like. If I just showed them the right games. Absolutely. They they'd be like, oh man, I could play these all the time. You know, like yep. they might not play, you know, Breath of the Wild, but right. they might play Brain Age or something right. like that. You know, that's like such an obvious thing to pluck out of my hat. But there's, you know, they might play like Baba's You or yeah. something like that. Like I could or see my mom or dad game. like yeah. really getting into like holy like. Like my mom really likes to play like head scratcher kind of mm-hmm. puzzle things, you know, so I, I could see you're getting into something like that. You They're don't still... really need to be adept at playing a video game no. to, to move a character, you know, around in, in a tile based grid. Right. There's modern versions of Tetris that are still great and just as accessible mm-hmm. as they were back in 1989 or whatever. There's like, you know, my even the latest to Mario my Kart. Game Boy to play Tetris. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like the latest Mario Kart has that option that's like pretty you know easy to turn on and off that like basically puts you gives you invisible guardrails where you never like run off the side of the course like there's yeah, things it's like bumper bowling yeah but racing yeah the only my not to tangent even more but my gripe <laughs> about that is those are on by default you have yeah, to turn it them is, off and it's hard like, to tell sometimes yeah it's yeah. like oh that should definitely be a setting that you like or at least like when you start the race like if you have it on it asks you yeah. Like, are you sure you want to have the guided steering or whatever it is? You know, like I'm always frustrated with that. Like, I don't know. But that's that's a game made for the masses and they just want to have fun with the uh, two or three video games they might buy. And Mario Kart's one of them. And yeah, that's yep. they probably don't even notice or care. So it's like, yep. <laughs> yeah, you don't even know if it's on or off. Yep. Yeah. But I always like whenever I play with my cousin, I'm like, OK, go into the settings. You got to yep. press X and Y and <laughs> turn off. Make sure you guys see the like red slash through the icon. <laughs> don't you but... want to see all the stats on the different things you pick for your cart? <laughs> you get the best speed. Yeah. Just let me race, man. Just let me race. Same thing with Mario Golf. Just let me golf. Although there's no stats in Mario Golf. That's like weird. no, no draws, no fades. That's Everybody so just hits us straight down the pipeline. Yeah. Like they dif- didn't differentiate the characters really they're, at that Like point. a little bit. Like some of them have more spin and more control, yeah. but they're more, they're differentiated by their power ups mm. and that they have for their power shot and their like speed burst for like running down the course. Right. And then like, I think I said this on the podcast, but I didn't follow up on it. Like 
the way that the courses are laid out, like they're all kind of interconnected. And I was like, oh, that must be because like you're playing 18 holes and you got to run through all of them. But like you still play one hole at a time when right. you play the speed golf mode. I did play it some with DJ. Yeah. And I actually I think I don't know if I said this on the podcast, but I was playing with DJ and we got like halfway through a course or whatever, however far we got. And he was like. He said something like, yeah, I don't think I would ever play this if I wasn't like playing with you. And I was like, dude, the only reason I'm playing is because you said, hey, let's check out Mario Golf. So we turned it off instantly. Like, I just can't emphasize enough how disappointed I am in that game. I I really thought it was going to be like my bread and butter. But at the same time, I wasn't excited or I didn't think Breath of the the Wild was going to be my thing. And it's my favorite Zelda game. Oh, me too. I, you know, I, I... I guess I just got to take what, you know, take what I get. <laughs> yeah. No, lucky for me, like historically I was a, you know, a collector guy and especially with Nintendo stuff where, especially when I had the, the best buy rewards thing where I was getting like, yeah, whatever, 20% off of pre-orders or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, I was getting practically every new release. Um, but then once that was over and I could focus on school and stuff, I stopped pre-ordering the new stuff and, Thankfully, uh, Mario Golf, I, I apparently avoided that uh, that bullet there. So I'm going to steer clear at this point. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Well, why don't we uh, why don't we shift gears here and talk about a good game? Um, <laughs> although I, I we were talking about games that, again, like I said, I had a ton of fun playing Mario and Sonic at the Olympics. Oh, yeah. And uh, and uh, I'll probably pick some some festival. I yeah. think it is Sum Sum some some festival. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely like again, if you can get that game for 10 to 20 bucks, yeah. definitely recommend picking that up. It's it's a fun like multiplayer party game. Yeah. Um, especially if you have Disney fans in your family or, or circle of friends. Sure. But uh. But yeah, I've been playing uh, a little bit of uh, 2D and Top D. Oh, yeah. Um, and this is spelled uh, t- like 2D is T-O-O-D-E-E mm-hmm. and then Top D in the same fashion. Yep. Um, but yeah, this is like a kind of very much like what the name kind of says it is. It's like a 2D side-scrolling platformer, but also a top-down isometric puzzle game. Yeah. At the same time, primarily like, actually, like a, a puzzle, like a like in my experience anyway, like a single screen puzzle to solve through yeah. these two characters with different perspectives. Yeah, they're, they I, my guess is like, I guess I just kind of made this assumption is that they're siblings or whatever mm-hmm. and are, you know, relatives of some kind. And that basically, yeah, you're like able to shift like whenever you're in like the 2D mode where you're in side scrolling mode, then gravity comes into play so in certain cases you have like these boxes that you have to place that'll have like a a down arrow that show like hey these are heavy yeah and like as soon as you switch to side scrolling mode they start falling yeah and then when you switch back over to top down mode they'll fall into the hole like if you time it right you'll switch it and then the gravity will come into play but from a different angle yeah it shifts by 90 degrees and then the box will drop down in the hole. So there's like some timing that comes into play. Yep. There's there's like the really like I think Randall and I have both played just about the same amount we've played through the first world. Yeah. Uh, roughly. I think I, I beat the first world. You're just about there. Almost. Um, yeah. I think there was like 20, 22 levels in the first zone. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I beat the first boss, which I. I to mention like the levels are awesome and like this is a game that you wouldn't wouldn't even necessarily need boss battles but the boss battles are done really well at least this very first one wow. and i had checked out this demo a while back and it ended like right when the boss shows up it's like 
I was like, oh, yes, boss battle. Here we go. And then it was like, hey, this is the, the boss. Like kind of was like, hey, this is the end of the demo. And then you're like, oh, it was such a nice like little tease where I like I've been just waiting for this game to come out. They were oh, actually yeah. one of the first Twitter accounts that we followed. Oh, yeah. When we first made our page or pursuing pixel stuff. It was it's like such a striking looking game when they could just show off the flipping between, you know, the 2D and the top D. It's the mechanic is wild. so instantly it's almost like how has nobody done this before yeah it's it's like kind of been done before I've, I've definitely seen other games that utilize a similar mechanic yeah but not not to the the degree that this takes it and like it really it looks like you know they're expanding it again the demo was about the same length as as what i've played so far and it's They've they've added in like they definitely took out some of the really tough levels that were in the demo that I'm assuming might show up in later mm-hmm. worlds in the game where like and then added in some other, you know, just polish. But like it was mostly the same chunk of levels um, with a few new mechanics or a few new like little tweaks thrown in from from when I played it demo wise and, and to now. Yeah. But like it's so, like this was another game that started out as a game jam idea, and I'm sure it started out as like whatever the theme of that game jam was. I I can't remember what it was, but like that probably spawned the concept of like, Oh, we can flip from side scrolling to top down. And then like from there they were like, Hey, we, we have a really cool idea. Like if we just make a ton of levels that we got a game here. Yeah. Just Um, to expand the last couple of years. I want to expand a little bit on that example that you provided um, at the beginning. And when you introduced it of like the, you'd have that arrow block that, you know, the top D, the more like 3D character might be able to grab and move. And then you see that there's like um, like a gap in blocks, essentially, where like this block could potentially fit in. Um, but to do that, for it to like go down, you have to flip the gravity over to 2D, you know, or whatever, so that it starts dropping. Right, right. Uh, and then once you do that, it freezes the other character in place, essentially. Uh, when yeah. you, when you flip that gravity, so you're only controlling one character at a time, but there's two characters you're essentially controlling with different perspectives. So when that block, that you know down arrow block goes down, and there is that gap, if you time it right, it will fit into that gap, and then you flip back over to you know say the 2D mode, and then that uh, you know is a place that you could either jump onto, or if you're in the the top D mode, like it it allows you to kind of have a bridge to cross between sections. Um, right, right. Where before you were kind of blocked off of like, uh, you know, a gap area of all just kind of like black tiles, essentially. Yeah, here's like a void, a pit, yep. essentially, that I would fall down if not for the block. But yeah, and at the same time, you might have to grab that box before you <laughs> like make that bridge for yourself. Yep. You might have to like place it somewhere so that 2D can jump on it yep. to reach a higher level. Like it's, and it's it, it, on top of like the again, we've only played through the first world, but like yeah. we're already hitting some oh brain teasing puzzles. Yeah. But on top of that, it is a one hit kill. Ooh. Like, you know, yeah. not just when you land on spikes, there's enemies following you around. And it's so cool. Like there's like these like little pig kind of enemies in the first yeah. world, at least that are kind of like, you know, they're just walking around like side to side when you're in side scrolling mode. But then you flip to top down mode. Yeah. And again, top down, you think like Bomberman is kind of like the yeah. perspective here. Yeah. And like you flip the top down mode and all of a sudden those pigs aren't stuck to the platforms they were on. They're just all of a sudden just chasing down uh, top <laughs> D. And like, you know, it, it's just such a clever concept. And again, it seems like they are just like 
Uh, I was going to say milking, but like that almost seems like they're just like overstaying their welcome. But like it's they're just like getting every they're squeezing out all the good gameplay ideas that they can get out of this. And like, again, like especially after some of the stuff I saw in the demo that wasn't in the game so far that like like I remember the last like stage or two of the demo, like really setting me like tripping me up a little bit. Like I was like, this is this is a tricky game. Like it is not. It's not just I don't know. It's you don't see a lot of games that are about the puzzle solving and execution in equal parts. I no. guess it's usually kind of leaning heavily towards one or the other. Right. And this game kind of really kind of sets you up for both because there are it is like you said earlier, like it's mostly single screen levels and like just getting to like the kind of end portal with both characters. Right. But there are levels later in the game that are like sc- kind of auto scrolling levels that you're kind of trying to oh make it boy. to the end. And oh like boy. I've seen some like gifts that they've posted on their Twitter page and it's Oof. it looks pretty intense. Like I even like a bunch of like one of the tweets they posted, like went kind of went went viral, if you will. <laughs> um and they even they like it had like so many retweets and likes that they like were posting like this is not how the whole game is like it's not this intense all the time like sometimes <laughs> it's like it is just chill puzzle solving like sure. you know but but, but again, even like the we chill saying, puzzle like, solving is not necessarily is tough. easy yeah like again one false step like yeah. one pixel off and you're you're going down <laughs> but again it's that instant like you know super meat boy yeah. style like you die you're instantly restarting same yeah. thing goes for the bosses there's no even real though you gotta like there. hit them yeah it's like you're you're right back at it and like yeah. oh now i know what to do or at least now i know something i can try yep um and yeah i've i've really really loved this game so far the the developers were actually generous enough to send us a copy of this game nice um and we've all been kind of taking a look at it on steam and i know they're hoping and planning to bring it to other platforms and oh, that'd be it's sweet. one that like if it comes to switch i'm that'd buying it sweet. the second it comes to switch because yep. it does have a co-op mode i don't Ooh, know exactly how that works wow um because i because you're switch it like you're never able to control both characters at the same time so i yeah. wonder I really am curious how that plays, but there is a co-op mode. Like, I wonder if you need um, two switches or two computers or something to make. Well, that it's work. only local. I, at Weird. least as far as wow. I know, it's not online co-op. So split screen, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I, I we I don't know. Maybe we'll have to try it sometime. Yeah. But at the very least, it's good to know that it's there and yeah. and worth worth checking out. But it is one of those games where even though there is that dexterity element to the entering of the, you know, the, the gaming aspect of things, I was going to say entering the controls, but yeah, the gaming aspect of things. Um, I feel like it is a game where like somebody else sitting on the couch might be able to just be like, Oh, try this instead. Or, you know, they, they, yeah. they can kind yeah. of participate with the game, even though they're not playing. Per oh se. yeah. Very Baba um, is you that way. Yeah. Or bleep bloop. Or there's so many yeah. games. I love that genre. It's not a genre, but whatever, I love a game that someone who doesn't have the controls in their hand can still participate in. Yep. Me too. That's um, great. Yeah. And on a game that you cannot do that at all with <laughs> that I've been playing a ton of lately, um, just to mention real quick is a uh, void run. Yeah. And this is from Benjamin Soule. Um, we actually interviewed Remy DeVoe on the podcast recently from Punk Cake uh, Delicio. Yeah. Um, and they've been doing the thing where uh, their Patreon, they're on their third game now, just came out uh, at the time of recording this, at least The Ratchet's Den, which I haven't checked out yet. But their first two, Antecrypt and Metavax, we've talked a little bit about on the podcast. Yeah. And uh, Benjamin Soule is the other half of the team along with Remy. And uh, again, I kind of knew both of them from their Pico 8 work, but... 
Void Run is a game that I think even might have spawned from like a Pico 8 idea. I'm not sure. Hmm. But it's essentially like a bullet hell shooter where you don't have the ability to shoot. You actually only can drop bombs. Yeah. And then you're actually kind of like almost like what it reminds me of is like the Star Wars. There was a Star Wars game on Nintendo 64 that my cousin Brandon had actually. Yeah. That we would me and we would all play when me and my brother and my cousin when we would go over his house and like the first stage you would have to fly the like kind of like hovercraft thing and like fly around those what are those ATATs or whatever they're called talking about Star Wars Wars Shadows of the Empire Kevin yeah yeah that's the game and like (laughs) it was like some bootleg Han Solo that you play as and like but the very first I'm I'm so glad you remember the name of that game I always try to remember it and forget it and it was I don't know if it was fun or if I just have nostalgia oh that first level was good that that's the reason it. why they made those Rogue Squadron games because everyone yeah. loved that first level on Hoth so much. It's so on Hoth, well yeah, and like yeah, wrapping around and yeah, like tying them up with, cable. The, with the zip line or whatever. Yeah, yeah. and like yeah, it's so so good. It's great. And uh, and Void Run is essentially like you're doing that same yep. thing, but like you got to drop bombs and essentially like once you Surround encircle uh, yeah. uh, an enemy or even if not an enemy, if you encircle or enclose like an area, once you like complete a circle or it doesn't have to be a circle, any shape yeah. of bombs, like it'll blow up the land beneath that. And maybe you get some power ups, maybe you get some money, yeah. maybe you get some, you know, maybe obviously you kill the enemy if you're able to encircle the enemy. Yeah. But it is just such a good, like a, just like the punk cake games that like they just have that arcade and a lot of the Pico eight stuff too, that both of them have done. Like it's got that arcade replayability yep. and it's just, it's got awesome pixel art, awesome music. It's yeah, actually music uh, is good. Pentadragle, I forget what their name is, but they're actually now doing the music for a lot of the punk cake stuff, and they nice. did the music for uh, Cyber Shadow, oh, uh, which is I know one of your favorites. Oh, so yeah, yeah, definitely some some real, so yeah, some top tier music. Yeah, and again, it's got this like really awesome like purple, pink, reddish palette. Yeah, um, I think it has a few different palettes, but like got a ton of different game modes, kind of like hell is other demons that I talked about on the podcast a while back. Like there's an arcade mode and then like kind of an endless mode and a roguelike mode and a campaign mode. Like, yeah, how, whatever your style of gameplay is, as long as you like arcade games, like, and, and I guess shoot them ups, but shoot them ups with a little bit of a twist. Like I'm always like into something that's doing something a little different and like, Again, I I don't know. It's really addicting. I know you played this one just a tiny, well, tiny bit. A little teach in the arcade mode. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed that's it. mostly what I've been playing. Yeah, yeah. And like that's a good uh, good comparison with the you know Shadows of the Empire first level on Hoth. I was thinking yeah. like what came to mind to me when I was playing earlier is like just random DS games that would have you kind of circle with the stylus or whatever on enemies. Yeah, or, or, yeah. But not in a not in an encumbrance you know sort of way. Like this is like you're just using your, you know, analog stick, or your main control method to move your ship around in a top down way around a given enemy or a thing you want to pick up or destroy, essentially. Um, and it always felt really satisfying. And then, you know, as you do kill those enemies, you're getting these power ups that seem like they allowed you to use more. You'd, you'd get more bombs, essentially, to make like bigger circles to make it a little bit easier to wrap around those enemies without taking damage. Um, which yeah. is cool too. And you know, I'm always a sucker for a good, like any sort of shmup, uh, especially in that sort of like retro art style. Um, yeah, I liked it. Didn't yeah, get a ton were... of time with it, but I liked it. 
Yeah, the thing that I thought was really cool is like there's some modes like the endless mode. You're every time you're kind of clearing waves of enemies, you're picking up new power ups on like the it wasn't the campaign mode. I forget what the name of the mo- classic mode or whatever. Yeah, like you're actually you start with four power ups and then you actually have to after you clear one of four planets, like every time you clear a planet, you have to actually pick which power up you want to lose. Mm. So like it kind of like it again, all the different modes are like it's all the same game. But there's enough, like the rules are different enough to where it's like, oh, you got to really approach this a little differently. Um, How cool I is really that? found that. Yeah, Look at all these yeah. developers just ringing out like every possible potential of this like gameplay design that they made. That's so cool. Yeah, it's like essentially this game is just steering a ship around. Yeah. And that's it. Like there are other buttons otherwise, but yeah. like that's and pretty much it. Encircling things essentially yeah. with a, a 2D top down ship. Yeah, and it's so cool, and I love how just like Metavax, it has like the screen kind of loops, like mm-hmm. the planet never, like if you keep going up, it'll just keep looping over, so like yeah, when some of the enemies, when you get a little further into the game and it starts getting a little more bullet heli, yeah. like the bullets are flying everywhere, and then they're also kind of like, you can't just run away from them, like if you run away, you're going to start running into them because the game, the planet's like looping around uh. itself. It's crazy. Like, it's it's really cool. I do also like um, that, you know, you had a separate button that would let you pick up your set placed bombs a la kind of like the Pikmin circle where you yeah, have this, yeah. like, diameter, essentially this, like, radius around you to, like, like scoop up all, of like, the bombs that you didn't place exactly right or whatever so that you could replace at that point once you picked them up. Yeah, and then some of the buffs are, like, will extend the radius of that mm-hmm. scoop up like magnet or whatever but mm-hmm. some of them will like give you a speed burst while you're doing that like there's so many tweaks on the mechanics and whatever and so many different buffs that like it's just yeah it's just a really well designed really yeah just again just has me even more excited to see what because now it seems like remy and uh benjamin are just kind of bouncing back and forth between like you make the next game i'll make the next one yeah and they're releasing a game every month every and, again, month Every month, a new and the video first, game every month, every month. And they are like the polish level and like the, you know, there's some bugs here and there and they've been fixing them, too. And uh, they're even actually going to go back to Antecrypt and add in music like they liked how oh, much cool. how much the music added. Like it was all kind of sound effects and arcadey with Antecrypt. Um, but now that they've got uh, Pentadragal, it's that's not their name. But the the person from Cyber Shadow. Yeah. Um, now that they got them kind of working on all the soundtrack, they actually had them. They were like. We need music in in Antichrist. Like we'll we'll patch it in eventually. The games are going to be coming to Steam, but they do have a Patreon. Like it's it's only four bucks a month. Nice. And you get the game every month. There's a few other tiers that let you like vote on what games come next. And if you have the top tier, they even release like a special edition of each game. Yeah. That has like a couple different modes or new buffs or different palettes or just little like cool things that are just kind of like, Oh, if you really support us, you know, but they're, they're doing well. They just hit 200 supporters nice. at the time of recording this, probably a little over that now. Um, and yeah, they're, they're doing really well. And uh, we, I couldn't be again, the first two Antichrist and Metavax are contenders for my favorite games of the year. Ooh, easily, baby. Both of them. So I can't wait to play everything else they're, they're doing. Nice. 
But uh, but before we wrap up tonight, Randall, I know you've been uh, sinking some time now that you've had some more time to play some yeah. games. You've been sinking some time into one you've been uh, wanting to dig into deeper for a while now. Isn't it wild when you have time to play video games? It's the best. You can it's the play best. video games. <laughs> so I had a resolution uh, at the end of last year, as we do every year. Don't remind holidays. me. Uh, <laughs> my resolution, uh, specifically at the time, was like... I was able to get one of these brand new Xbox Series X systems. How cool is that? Like, yeah. I, and now I want the excuse to like really play games on this, you know, and one of the big exclusives <clears throat> at that time, especially now it's on Switch, um, but it was Ori in the Blind Forest and Ori in the, the Will of the Wisps. Yeah. Um, so I kind of, you know, because of Will of the Wisps in particular, uh, I, I wanted to make that my resolution game, but we had already all talked about Ori in the Blind Forest on the podcast uh, earlier on. And that, so I'd played some of that. I knew I liked it, but life comes up, you know. Yeah. Gets dropped. We never off. we never finish games. Of yeah. course. Yeah. Why why would we finish video games? Yeah. Um, there's always something else to play. Always. Uh but it turns out once you get free time, you can, you know, kind of go back into these experiences. And because I wanted to play Will of the Wisps, but I wanted to see Blind Forest through, I did that. So I, I played through Ori in the Blind Forest on yeah. my Xbox Series X. Um but before I get into that, I kind of want to roll through and acknowledge that we did talk about this back in episode 37 of the podcast. Nice. I'll try to put a link. Way back in, uh, if you wouldn't believe it, January 2020 in the previous world. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. But in <laughs> the, the before, before times. Time. Yeah. You're <laughs> <laughs> so innocent then. God, that's so long ago. It, it was so long ago. Uh, <laughs> But uh, we talked about, all four of us talked about uh, the precision of the control. There were some different thoughts on that. Uh, I come down on your side of the fence, Kevin, where I, I like the precision. I, I think Oh yeah, it didn't feel floaty to me at all uh, playing through it. Uh, it feels really good to me uh, to control Ori. Um, I said at the yeah, time, as soon as like, you get used to it, you're like, this yeah. feels like uh, that's Ori. Like you get used totally. to it really quick. I feel. Yeah. At the time I'm like, oh, maybe the control, like maybe he's a little too fast to control this Ori character, but like, no, it's, it feels fine. In fact, like I love just zipping around like that. Once you got yeah. a hang of it, it's like, oh, this feels great. Yeah. Um, we talked about the, the map and the, you know, like how, how nice and informative that was, which like. For me, I'll reiterate, it was huge because, yeah, my spatial intelligence when it comes to maps and stuff is not great. Uh, I'll say that's kept me from playing a lot of Metroidvania type of experiences. Uh, or never halted my up. progress, yeah. Yeah, like I'll drop the stuff like because I don't know like what I've done versus what I haven't. Um, but that never was a factor in Ori uh, because they show the percentages of what you've like completed in these sections was like, oh, like little like little touches that they put in there for like the you know, ease of life experience stuff like, oh, love it. Um, did you did you start over from scratch no. for this playthrough or did you pick up? Because that was one thing because I had played just a little bit. I don't think I even had brought it up when I did on the podcast, but after you had made it your resolution game. I don't remember why I even booted it up, but I was yeah. just playing a little bit yeah. and I was thinking I was going to have to start back from the beginning and I, I hadn't gotten too far, but yeah. I was able to pretty quickly like 
re-familiarize myself with like, oh, and the way they just did the map and stuff yes. like you mentioned, like it was just like, oh, that's what I need to do next. And the way they kind of tell you your objectives, like the only thing that I forgot, I actually forgot about the mechanic that you kind of like dash through projectiles oh, to do like yes. kind of that extra jump. Ooh. So the first chunk I was like, man, where the hell do I go? And then I was like, oh yeah, you got to do this like dash mechanic. So yes. that, that was on me a little bit, but I still was really impressed with like how how much I was able to just pick up where I left off where, like you said, I usually have to like, if I'm going to go back at a Metroidvania, I'm going to have to start from scratch because oh, I don't easily. know what the heck I was doing. Easily. Typically. Yeah. yeah. But that was not the case here. And yeah, I, when I played before I was extremely busy and I didn't even make it to like the, the Ginzo tree, uh, which is like one of the main areas. And, and that's right where I got to, I think. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And and I didn't even get that that projectile dash or the bash, they call it. Um, yeah, that yeah. didn't even make it that far. And oh, my God, like getting the double jump plus the dash, which you could upgrade to an air dash plus that projectile jump that like either you can use it to like push off uh, any projectile that an enemy throws at you practically you can push off that or you can upgrade it where you can push off of enemies themselves Ooh, okay. yeah 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 or like push enemies or projectiles in directions that you want to like open up secret areas or like push them into those like those screen wrapping tubes that we also talked about before where that's, it's yeah. kind of like a warp from one thing to another. And then the projectiles will go through those warps just as the same way that you would as a character. Okay. So, uh, man, like once I got those like mobility options unlocked, like I'm like, it, it turned from a game where I'm like, this is a, this is a nice Metroidvania. I like this. This is well crafted. Like it's beautiful. And it's really pretty. And yeah. Yeah. Soundtrack's great. The audio stuff, all the sound effects are like spot on. Like, it, like all it's the, like a good Metroidvania with yeah. all the, with all the touches that like make it a cut above. But yep. yeah. But then once I unlocked those other like abilities, I'm like, oh no, this is, this is another level above the usual that way. Like, I really like this. Like, not yeah. only do I want to beat this, but I want to see as much of it as possible. And I finished with a 83% completion, which I was pretty happy with around 12 that's, Yeah, hours. that's solid. Based on like the areas that I felt like I had kind of scoured. Yeah. And, like, yeesh, I'm only at like 53% or whatever, you know, whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. And it, it's, oh, it, it was worth it for me to, to pick back up and go through. And it helps too, that I've got, I've got a, a 4k, uh, OLED TV. So like on that, the Ori character just like shines like even brighter and stands out like even more, you know, amongst these like beautiful, like hand-drawn looking backgrounds and things like that. It just, it pops, even though it's a 2015 game at this point from moon studios, like it's not that new anymore, but yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's been tell out me for that. a while. Yeah, yeah. it's it, it's a gorgeous game. It's and it's it so is. much. There's so much more. Like I, I know I always compare it to Hollow Knight, but like everything in Hollow Knight to me, like all the illustrations and whatever have like a really like kind of static quality to them. Where mm -hmm. like Ori has this like kind of liquid painting kind of feel. It to does. It. Like everything just feels like it's in motion all the time. Yeah. Like the waterfalls and yeah. like. It, I don't know, just it feels more alive to me and yeah. I, I just get so sucked in. I know they're not, they're both gorgeous games and whatever, but like I've really get sucked into Ori. And again, it's me more too. of a precision platformer yes. than a combat focused game. Yes. And that's, 
that's also just speaking my language. So, I mean, I, I get that. But. Which we touched on that before in that episode 37, how this is more of like a platforming focused Metroidvania. And I also, I think, felt a little bit more attracted to that as a focus. Um, even well, you more don't than see combat. it. Like, you don't not... see it that much. Yeah. Even in like, you know, we talked about like uh, Monster Boy yeah. and whatever, but that's like. Yeah, it's a platformer, but it's kind of like an RP. It's more about just getting the abilities and getting yeah. unlocking the new areas. It's not about like actually p- executing the precision right to get there. Like it might have tough moments, but like it, yeah. not in the way that Ori does where it's like this is just like a hard platforming section. Yeah. And not in a way, at least for me, Hollow Knight, where like the platforming just felt out of place and mm-hmm. kind of floaty and weird. Mm-hmm. Um you know, it, this just feels like, hey, this is what this game is about. There's almost like not even a need to do combat. That's like the combat is almost that's the only gripe I have with the game is like it's just kind of it feels like they didn't know what to do for combat. <laughs> and they just kind of said, oh, you have this floating orb that just attacks things close by. But it also feels nice to use. Yeah. And so. like I, I will say there, there's like an ability tree, a skill tree, and you have three yeah. different avenues you can go through. And I, I did yeah. max out the combat um, skill tree in particular kind of first. And I think that was cool too. Cause it gave like, there's a couple other abilities you can do with that orb where like you can charge it up and do a blast or like a pretty effective stomp move in a certain radius. Um, yeah. Uh, and, and you can like really upgrade that kind of like shot of light a la like a panzer dragoon that just kind of like shoots at like what's close type of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where that like, that allowed me to just eliminate enemies and play a little bit more of an aggressive style, which I kind of tend to like to do in games like this anyway. And especially when you're focusing on platforming, yes, that's that's kind of a good point. If you had to sit down and like, let me make sure I do this perfectly, this attack, like it's kind of nice to just run and kind of running and gunning almost, you know, without, without having a gun, without having to, yeah. Without having to really aim that gun necessarily. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. Without a gun and without having to aim. And that's, that is a good point. It does proximity thing. Yeah. Lets you keep kind of flowing with the, with the level progression and the, and the, yeah, that's a good point. That's a, I, it's a great game, and oh, have, have so you played? Good. Have you dipped into Will of the Wisps at all now that you've completed? And and do you feel like Ori had like a good closure to it and whatnot, like the wrap up and everything? Yeah, yeah. I think I think Blind Forest ends really effectively. Obviously, it opens very effectively. Oh yeah, we talked yeah. about that on that episode oh, yeah. too. Got me. Woo. Yeah. Got me good. Um it it ends really effectively too. It's it's a really satisfying experience um from this Moon Studios that I hadn't heard of prior. I'm like kudos to them. Yeah. Um and yes, I did start Will of the Wisps. I'm not going to talk too much about that because I'm definitely going to do a segment about that down the road. Oh um, yeah. But I I'll just I'll just tease it and say I'm impressed with how they changed things versus Blind Forest. So, yeah. I, more than I expected. Okay. Um, that's that's not what I expected you to say. So yeah. I, I expected you to probably just be like, yeah, I'm loving it more of the same. No, I, I wouldn't necessarily say that. And so, that's tough to, when you when you kind of introduce a, a, an, a new IP or whatever you yeah. want to call it and then be like, oh, we're going to make it a series now, but it's actually going to be different and not, you know, not exactly the same thing. That's, yeah. a, that's a risk for sure. Yeah. But there's a lot of similar there are a lot of similarities, especially in theme, obviously. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and characters and backdrop. But it's doesn't it definitely does not play exactly the same and it's not structured exactly the same. 
So okay. it's very interesting. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely gonna see Will of the Wisps through. That's my main game I'm playing through right now. Um, the only other thing I'll say that I thought was really cool on kind of like a meta hardware level, which I I tend to get geeky about too, is yeah. Uh, I started playing uh, Blind Forest on Xbox One uh, on Xbox One X back in the day, and you know. Uh, so we had a, a friend that stayed over with us who was, you know, in, in the same room where the Xbox series X was. So I couldn't play that for a little while. So I still had the Xbox one X, uh, hooked up to our, our upstairs TV. And because of like how Xbox does things with, uh, Xbox live and game pass, like it was super easy to like transfer my save between oh, that's awesome. effectively different generations of platforms seamlessly. That's um, so awesome. To like yeah. complete Blind Forest. I was played it across two different systems, like back and forth, and had no yeah. issues. Like that's wow. That's got me on the Xbox train these days. Like I, I do think PlayStation still edges them out as far as the exclusives definitely. go, but definitely. They're not as they're not enough in my style of game that I want to play. Like I tend to lean towards the smaller indies and I can get those anywhere. Yeah. So I'm leaning towards Xbox as far as if I'm getting the powerful console these days. Um, I know I said I've said that before, too, but I've been happy with my it's almost a no brainer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's been nice. Game that, Pass that and the cross pass. compatibility. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And they've like I was just thinking recently, like up until again, who knows when this episode will come out, but like I was thinking like, man, there's been a little bit of a drought on the indie end of things on Game Pass. And then like mm. within the last like two weeks, they were just like, boom, here's yeah. like 10 new ones. Yeah, it, it's crazy. Like they're just ah, it's it's a great value for extreme you know. value. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, crazy. Like, yeah, I, I didn't buy enough. Will of the Wisps. I'm playing it through Game Pass, you know, so yeah. that's it's great. Yeah, I've been really enjoying it. Especially now that I've got time to actually play games, it's a nice combination. Yeah. Are you? Are you think you? You know, you're. I know you're one for the physical copies. Yeah. You think you're going to lean into that uh, Switch collection oh, or whatever? That, that collection is. It looks beautiful. so nice. Yeah. It's gorgeous. Oh, yeah, it's nice. Probably not. Probably not. But like, it, if it fell into my lap where I could get it for a decent deal, maybe. But I. Not going to hunt it down. No, yeah. probably wouldn't hunt it down. But that, boy, like those are good games to own physically because I definitely could see myself replaying it at some point in the future. I'll say that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's one that like once they announced those physical copies, I was like, yeah, I've played. I like this enough. Like I could see yeah. again, kind of like you, though, like it would have to kind of just be like, oh, it's not enough people bought it and now it's kind yeah. of on sale and right. discounted and now it's you know and that's never the case with physical copies these days <laughs> no no so not if even anything close. they're worth a fortune yes so yes yeah we won't we will all i was gonna say we won't get into that but maybe we will another time oh we'll, yeah <laughs> we'll save that for you know i've been thinking of pawning off some of my retro collection and maybe oh, even boy. doing a little streaming series alongside that so on it to randall you know a little chopping block yeah, yeah. yeah you're you got you got first dibs and then the rest <laughs> of the uh pursuing pixels community after that and then after that it's fair game so absolutely but uh but i don't know anything else we want to chat about uh this week randall or no no play ori in the blind forest it's a good video yeah. game yeah yeah, all good video games this week. No duds except for Mario Golf. Yeah, and that only came up by chance, you know. A little theme of I'd, retreading, because going yeah. back to to previous experiences. 
Exactly. Yeah. But if Mario, if you got burned by Mario Golf, just pick up Sum Sum Festival, the yeah. Disney Sum Sum Festival. Or just play any but, of uh, the other Mario Golf games. That's, yeah, that, it better yet do that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think uh, we can wrap things up there for this week. And as always, you can find us on the internet at uh, pursuingpixels.com. We're on YouTube, Twitch, here and there, not as much these days, but we're hanging out in Discord all yeah. the time. Um, all the time. Bunch of new people in Discord. Uh, we've got the coffee page up, Yipper. Ko-Fi, whatever you want to call it. Coffee. Um, I'm and coffee. updating that a little more. You know, if you can't keep up with Twitter, like we're, the, we're always posting stuff on there all the time. Uh, coffee is more like we're going to compile like just a few weekly posts, you know. So if you want to just check in once in a while, that or Discord is probably the way to to do that but Mm -hmm. otherwise uh yeah we'll catch you next week and we'll catch randall uh, a few more times uh than we've heard him recently hopefully uh (laughs) as we move forward and uh otherwise yeah we'll uh catch you next week and take care bye-bye yeah i never i never owned any of their music because of the parental advisory but they were at a point in time, probably my favorite band, like yeah. right before Creed, yes. Limp Biscuit. I had I had a I, mean, I had an era. You were a white male a, of the time. That's kind of how it how it went. Yeah, it's true. And I played hockey, so it's like everybody <laughs> is like, oh, we're jamming out Power Man Five Thousand to get pumped before the game, you know. And world you know, collide. Is that that song? <laughs> now this is what it's like. The world's collide. <laughs> That was a Tony Hawk, man. That was a Tony Hawk. That's true. That was, yeah, yeah. Credit where credit's due.